and we're live. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me today for another live episode of Becca's World. I have a few things I want to discuss with you guys, and then we'll take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be bringing TP Lucas into the show and a new surprise guest. So please um, hold on while I look at my notes real quick, okay? So recently this week, I, I saw something interesting on the news. You know, people all over the world right now are protesting a lot of crazy stuff that's happening. And right now over in Ukraine, Ukraine is being invaded by Russian, the Russian army, right? And we may, we may feel really powerless, like we can't do anything because of that going on and a lot of other crazy stuff that's going on in our lives right now. But there are people who are stepping out and finding different ways of protesting. And one interesting thing that's going on is there's bar and liquor store owners all over the United States and Canada who are dumping out bottles of their Russian liquor and we're, we're, they're refusing to restock it, right? So in that way, they're protesting against what the Russians are doing. And there's a lot of other protests going on, like the one up in Canada, right? So I just encourage you, if you're as angry and as upset as a lot of other people are, get out there and protest, but protest peacefully, right? Don't do what the Russians are doing. Um, but yeah, get out there and protest and stand up for yourself because that's how we're going to make a difference. And I'm so thrilled to see that people all around the world are standing up. So that's the first thing I wanted to talk about. Let me see what else is on my list. Oh, and so I don't know if you guys, how long you guys have been watching my videos, but early on I did a video about this little boy whose mother was forcing him to go through this, a sex change procedure to go from a little boy into a little girl. And the boy's father, Jeff Younger, was trying to save his son from having to go through this. And I recently heard just a few days ago that Jeff Younger is running for governor of Texas now, guys. And this is the father of that little boy. So this man, and he knows, you know, about a lot of the crazy stuff that's going on in our world right now, because it's touched him and his family specifically. And it may have touched you and your family specifically too. So I just wanted to point out to you guys that Jeff Younger is running for governor of Texas. So if you're in Texas, um, I just wanted to point that out. Um, look at him as a possibility. Um, um, and guys, there's one more thing I want to talk about before we um, take a commercial break and then I'll bring TP into the show and our other guest. Um, you know, guys, I've been writing books for a number of years now. And over that time, my skill level has changed. My skill level at using a keyboard and using the Word program on the computer and my skill level at using JAWS and my skill level at just typing overall, right? I've always been really good at typing ever since I learned when I was 13 years old. But anyway, I, I just wanted to point out to you guys, that I've been using Word for many years as a writer, right? And when I went to Savvy Services for the Blind, I learned how to use Word really well. And so I've been, you know, editing my own manuscripts for a while and I've become a much better author because of that, right? When I wrote my first book, I hadn't gotten, I hadn't received my non-visual training yet. I hadn't learned how to use JAWS and stuff like that. So my first book really sucked. But when I went to Savvy Services for the Blind and learned how to use the computer better, um, I became a better author at the same time. And so my writing skills got better. And then my, I also discovered my voice as an author too. So that's gotten better in my writing over the years. But let me tell you what's gone on with some recent updates in the computer lately. You know, recently I got a new computer and so I got uh, the newest version of JAWS and I got the newest version of Office. And one of the programs with the update 
the editor function in Word sucks now. It is so much more cumbersome to use than it was before. And that's just something I wanted to point out. Um, so if you're an author and if you're a blind author like me who uses like JAWS in, in conjunction with Word to edit your manuscripts, um, I just wanted to point that out. And if you actually work for Freedom Scientific, the company that created JAWS or the company that creates Word, maybe you guys can make those changes to help us authors more. Um, anyway, let's take a quick commercial break and then we'll bring TP in. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, great news. My third book is out, Metamorphosis. This is my first fiction book. It's six short stories, and I invite you guys to check it out. Right now, it's only available in Kindle eBook and Amazon Print On Demand, but I'll have the Audible version out there ASAP. Give me a month or less, guys. And then you also can check out my second book, Changing My Perspective. It's available in eBook, Amazon Print On Demand, and Audible already. And you can check out my first book, Because You're Blind. This book is also available in Audible, Kindle, and on Amazon Print On Demand. And you can order all of these books through my website, um, info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com. Okay, guys? Um, but I wanted to um, particularly um, share with you guys Metamorphosis. This book, um, well, I had a lot of fun with this book because where with my first two books, I was constrained because they were um, memoirs. I had to stay stick to factual stuff. In Metamorphosis, I was able to write more freely. And so I had a lot of fun with this book and I really hope my readers will check it out. Um, anyway, you can email me at info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com if you read it and you want to comment on it. Um, and I will have some uh, free, uh, downloads of the Audible version when we get it done, I'm soon, I'm sure. Um, anyway, please make sure you are subscribed to my YouTube channel and stay tuned and we will announce when we get the Audible version done. Thank you very much and everybody have a great day. Peace out. Hello? Oh. Hey. hey. Is that Donnie? Yes, hi. Hi Donnie, how are you today? I am blessed. How are you today, Becca? I'm good. It's great to hear your Blue voice. Blue butterfly. <laughs> Is TP with us? I yes, am. I see him. Hey, TP, how are you today, my friend? I'm doing good. Uh, just hanging in there. You know what I'm saying? Eyes kind of burning today, but it must be an allergy thing or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. That happens to me sometimes here in Arizona. What yeah. do you guys? I, I've already been talking to our viewers a little bit about some stuff already, but is there anything you guys want to talk about before we go on? Are we like, yeah. hear more about Donnie. I mean, because I, I have parents, entertainers, and all of that. You want to that? Yeah, well, um, I'm Donnie Keith, guys. I'm a comedian and also a podcaster and radio personality on the aunties on dash radio also on the voice of reason on dash radio and my podcast is dk's way hey, hey. donnie are you visually impaired at all uh i have on glasses right now because i have reading glasses but i'm not visually impaired i just can't see people's bullshit, but i can see <laughs> Glasses, you are vision impaired. You know, <laughs> right. people sometimes our our vision when it comes to spotting bullshit becomes even keener. I think. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you better spot bullshit when you see it. Mm -hmm. Now these are just reading glasses I have on today, though, because whenever I'm using a phone or computer, your eyes it, they play tricks on you. You know, I think people had 2020 vision until these phones and computers took over our lives. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know they took over mine, but I needed the technology. <laughs> I have it. Without yeah. technology, I would be totally... Vision is a tricky thing. What's yeah, that? you're visually impaired, right? Both of you are. Me and I are both visually impaired, and, like, different lighting situation and different glare from a computer screen and... 
different fonts and different contrasts on the screen, you know, the print versus the background, all of that affects my vision and it probably does TP too. Do you? Oh, okay. So you can see a little bit. Yeah. TP, do you experience that when you're, I think TP has some limited vision too. I have uh, very low vision in one eye. Uh -huh. um, put that uh, chip in there. Um, uh -huh. It's a, a blib or whatever they call, call it. But so the fluid can go through this little deal and and keep the vision from getting even worse. But um, you know, twenty twenty, which yeah, twenty feet is feet away. Well, mm -hmm. if twenty twenty to a regular eye is twenty eight hundred to my eye. So my wow, vision, yeah. So if it looks twenty feet away for everybody else, it's eight hundred feet away to me. And then if I use corrective lens for it, then then it, it uh, magnifies the light and make the eye hurt. So I'm just kind of catch 22. Guys, I just heard on the news. I just got a news bulletin over my phone that uh, restoration of the Iran nuclear deal is expected within any any day. What do you mean restoration? They're going to restore the eye. They're going to make it so they can't use their nukes, right? I don't know. I I think it's probably the other way. Are you aware of all the crazy stuff that's going on in the world right now, Donnie? Oh, very much so. I did a show on last night on uh, occult symbolism in people's clothing. Uh -huh. And also, my son is Navy. So I'm very well aware of what's going on right now. My oh. son is a Naval officer. Oh, yeah, Donnie. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I'm just hoping that he's coming home on Wednesday. It'll be his first time home in a year. Uh -huh. But I'm hoping all this crap that's going on doesn't make him have to go, you know, overseas or anything. Yeah. It's really crazy what's going on in the Ukraine right now. And um, it's sad. I, I heard I heard on the news this morning that there is a huge nuclear plant in Ukraine that is on fire right now. And if that blows up, it could take out like half of Europe. Wow. Maybe it's not on accident. It's on fire. Who knows? Like, guys, we could be looking at some biblical stuff going on in the coming days and weeks because of what's going on over there right now. Oh, it is biblical. Definitely. I agree with you because mm -hmm. the stuff that's going on over there, I mean, what the Bible says, like what two thirds of the world to be destroyed before uh -huh. God comes back. So, mm -hmm. I mean, they've destroyed enough, but it's not enough. The mm -hmm. world is a big old place. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that nuke would definitely start something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, I don't think Putin wants himself blown up. So, they're going to probably get that out. I don't know. People like that, they don't care about that. They just yeah. They just what? Some people don't care about dying. They just want to win, even if it costs them their life. <laughs> I still won. He's going to be in hell talking about, I still won. <laughs> Donnie, did you listen to that? Did you watch that video I sent you the other day, the Trials of Tracy Jones preview? Yeah, I saw that. TP, yeah. have you seen it yet? Yeah, I have. Okay. I'm uh, uh right now I'm trying my best to direct traffic. I want um comedy to be better than ever. And and it's important to me because you get a lot of actors and other celebrities that made a name for themselves already and did really well in their in their genre and then when they fall off they want to come into our field. You know, uh -huh. uh, I, I don't really have that big of a problem with that. It's, it's just that when you work hard for years and years to build a craft, and then here comes a celebrity that's from another genre, mm -hmm. and now they're they're headlining and you're featuring. And um, you know, I'm yeah. Hello, you know, guys, yeah. we need, we need to we need to do everything we can to strengthen comedy i think because people need to start laughing again people need to start spending time together as comrades in comedy clubs and out in public spending time laughing and getting mm -hmm. to know each other again yeah i'm i miss the days when comedians used to stand outside mix nuts till 3 mm -hmm. in the morning talking 
mm-hmm. making jokes, bagging on each other, or those nights in front of the improv on a Monday night, and we sitting there talking about each other, laughing, having fun. I miss those days. I remember, yeah. remember back in the day when, um, like, like if you knew a comic and he went on stage or she went on stage and had a really good set, and there was a bit that you liked, and you would tag that bit for them, like, hey, you know, if you add this to that, and that, that's what we called it, tag back then. Now they just steal the joke and make it their own. It's like, wow. <laughs> Right. That's not a tag. That's a swipe. Right. So I, I remember the days back when we used to tag each other's material and help each other uh, grow um, as artists. But now everybody's want to be against each other in a lot of cases. So I'm trying to. Everybody back. wants to be the star now. Right. I'm trying to. Everybody wants to be the star. Nobody wants to fall back and be a team player because when we're on stage, we're individuals. So, you know, everybody wants to shine for themselves. Right. And if you get cats that uh, run the light because the person before them, you know, did good in their time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's a lot of it's a lot of competition, but I think I'm going to be a, a major player in helping get things uh, back to where it used to be. Yeah, I don't look at comedy as much as a competition. I think it's more of an individual sport. Kind of like tennis when you're playing. You could play doubles when you're doing a show. But when you're by yourself, it's you. You and you alone. So your style is your style. Their style is their style. Every comedian is different. So I don't look at it as a competition. I look at it as when it's your time to shine, you're going to get it. What God got for you, you're going to have. Well, I like what you was saying about people adding in and like sharing with each other these comedians are so funny like i i can see them like maybe if if they're friends with each other right just all getting on stage and improving together i think we might wind up with some really good stuff mm-hmm. as long as they like each other right heck even if we get comedians up there who don't like each other that might turn into a good thing too to watch as they're like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because, um, I mean, most of the shows you do, you're not going to like everybody you perform. Yeah. That's, that's just the bottom line. Don't yeah. date each other. <laughs> uh, What'd you know, say? That's one of the reasons why comedians don't date each other because the relationship, <sighs> now you got to, uh, you don't want to work with each other and stuff. So, you know, no, no, you don't want to work with somebody. That you, yeah, that dating the comedian stuff. Ooh. Yeah. I know some that got married now and yeah, I mean, divorced. That real good. I mean, like, uh, the Miller time Lady Tuesday lasted till he passed away. That was, you know, till that dude was part But of Tuesday that. wasn't like a real comedy. She didn't go really? up that much. Oh, are okay. you guys aware of any comedy, re- comedy um, scenes that are coming up? Any comedy, you know, re- club? Like shows that are coming up, TP, that we can tell oh, our Yeah, um, if you go on Facebook, there's a, a page that I that I have called Hottest Comedy Shows in the U.S. And um, if you go there and like the page or whatever, um, you'll see on that page every comedy show in the country that that's uh, guaranteed to be one near you. So it don't matter where you're at in America, Hottest Comedy Shows in the U.S. Um, post all the, the the comedy shows that's going on. Mainstream, underground, everybody's comedy show. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, ladies and gentlemen, here's my theory. So, if if you are sad and you're even if you're crying, the best way to reverse that is start laughing, go the other direction, right? So, if right. something is in your life that you're struggling with, try to find some comedy to change your perspective and get you laughing. You know, just please, people are hurting out there. We need to try something. Laughter is the best healer. And uh, I studied the agreements and stuff like that. And uh, there was a lady that was diagnosed um, one time with some type of really bad issue, uh, some type of cancer. Mm-hmm. She got diagnosed. Um, she just wanted to have fun. So all the things, movies she watched were comedies. She went to comedy shows. And after she is cancer-free, you know. Oh, wow. Laughter is good medicine. Yeah. 
She said uh, she, she's, she's, she's totally free. So I it's, um, the book is called The Secret by Rhonda Byrne, and the story is in that book. Bless you, TP. I've been trying to remember the name of that author so I can look that book up on 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 Bard. Yeah, uh, Rhonda Byrne. Um, it's you. called The Secret, and uh, it's it's man. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend you read it or listen to the audio book because uh, it it changed my life. That's for sure. It definitely changed my life. And after I got done with The Secret, and I still study The Secret, I listen to it often. I also listen to The Four Agreements by uh, Don Miguel Luis. Is that all hard? Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. The Four Agreements is um, so awesome. You, it's just something to look into if you're, if you're any type of spiritual person that believes in <coughs> and, and, and the power of positive energy and the power of, the power of attraction. These are good books to get into. You're talking about the Agape Preacher's book, right? Um, Don, the guy with the dreadlocks and crazy eyes that wrote The Secret. No, no, no. Uh, the, the The Secret is by um, by uh, Rhonda Byrne. It's a lady uh, from overseas that did that, but some of everybody's in there. Oh, okay. Because I know he was promoting that big that book super hard at his church for a while. Yeah, I'm, and it, to me, it's a little new worldish for to be pushing in a church. But if it helped you, I'm all for it. But to me, I think all you need—the only secret—is God. But that's well, just me. Same thing, though. When you, when you, when you, when you ask people, holistic people, about you know that are in the positive energy, and they're talking about the universe and and, and they chakras and all that crap. Right, energy does have crystals, anything but God. Yeah. Well, no, no, it's not anything but God. It's just the same. When I when I say anything but God, it's like God is Jehovah to some people. God is Buddha to some people. It's different names. That's all it is. Same God, just different names, depending on the language or the or or the spirituality or religion you use. It's everybody praying to the same God. They but one guy. Yeah, something? brother. I have to tell you, Donnie, I've come to the same conclusion as TP on that. Mm -hmm. I think more, I mean, overall, more or less the, the good people in the world, not the evil people that are killing people and blowing them up, right? But the good people, I think they are all play, praying to the same God, just they call him different names. Mm -hmm. Him or her, whatever they want to believe. Right. It's I all in so. is good, I believe. I believe good faith, um, and it, uh, you know, it's like for me, it's trust and believe. That's all I have. Yeah. I trust and I believe, and I know for a fact that as long as I trust and believe, everything is going to be good for me and the mm -hmm. people around me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like an energy shield. This, it's, 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 it's like people that would normally mean harm without my trust and belief mm -hmm. would be able to penetrate and get to me. But so deep, they can't. I, I I can't focus on that. You know, I don't have that 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 sense of worry that I used to have. So wait, what do you mean, sense of worry? Like worried about how I'm gonna pay a bill. Worried about where my next meal is gonna come from. Worried about where I'm gonna get money. I don't worry about these things anymore because worry is just another word for focus. And when it comes to focus, whether you believe it or not, you get what you focused on. So you may as well focus on what you want. Yeah, focus on positive and positive things. I focus on positive things. I'm a firm believer in, you know, I'm a Christian, so I have my own way of thinking about certain things. But I also know that when people pray, they're praying to their specific God, whoever that might be. Right. But like you said, there's only one God, but I don't think they're praying to the specific God per se. They're praying to the one that they're used to or what they know, you yeah. know, or what they know is their God. Put it that way. Well, the hardest thing I, I have in my life all the untruth that I was taught growing up. I, I think most people, when they pray to God, quote unquote, God, 
They're praying to a being who is greater than them, who is mm -hmm. holy and has goodwill to everybody. And that's why they're asking that being to make good things happen. Whether they call that being God or Buddha or any one of the other. Whatever they call it. Because, I mean, Satanists believe that too. <laughs> yeah. there's the, then there's the people who are praying, praying for bad things to happen or who are making bad things happen, like who are bombing Oh, there's somebody out there dancing a jig right now around a chicken with some blood. Trying to pray up on some bullshit and stuff like those people. I, they're not, in my mind, they're not <laughs> to the, the good God, right? That everybody's praying to, right? Right, whoever their God is, yeah. And all of them have different ones, believe it, mm -hmm. believe it. Yeah, I believe it. Because like I talked about, I mean, there's some people right now that are worshiping lettuce somewhere, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh shoot! There's some people, some countries that worship cows. Yeah, Hindus believe in the cow yeah. worship. Yeah, you, you eat that cow, you man, that'll be the last thing you ever do. <laughs> How dare you eat beef on the holy day? Right, <laughs> he ate my cow. Yeah, I was going to kill the cow tomorrow. That that's because, and it's that way because people all over the world have different perspectives on things, huh? Right, different perspectives. Yeah. Now, perspective is like this. I can't find my vape. I'm going to divorce this blind shit one day. You just had it on your left side. That's I saw you put it on your left side somewhere. This is my nicotine vape. Oh, my bad. -vape. I saw some smoke going that way. <laughs> I, if I'd have known this was a smoke-friendly show, I would have brought my blunt in here. We are 420 friendly on this show. Yep, I was vaping a little while ago. Mm -hmm. I'm about to smoke actual weed. Yep, <laughs> I see you, TP. <laughs> I keep my power. I don't know what happened to my... We baby. smoked on air last night on my show, too, for the first time. I was celebrating my 10th episode. Right on. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I'm mad this management company uh, sidetracked me, but I'll catch it on Thursday. So, Blue Butterfly, are you a comedian too? I'm an author, life coach, and motivational speaker, and executive movie producer. I could see you being a life coach. You sound like a life coach. Like, come on, you can do it. <laughs> you think I talk like a life coach? You should read my books. Like, um, I do most of my life coaching through my writing. My new book, Metamorphosis, is full of great stuff. Oh, yeah. cool. It's on Amazon? Yeah, it's on Amazon. I'll check you out. Hey, cool. Check you out, sister. We got to support each other in all our endeavors. Oh, for sure. For sure, Donnie. I can't wait to meet you in person. I know. That's going to be cool. When I get down to AZ before it gets too hot. Now, where are you? Are you in Chicago? No, Los Angeles. Oh, Los Angeles. How are yes. things? Huh? How are things in LA? Like the crime and this. Oh, God. The homeless are getting ridiculous out here. Really? Um, the homeless everywhere. Like a friend of mine just told me before the podcast that she was out walking her dog and she's in the panhandle of Texas and mm -hmm. some creep tried to sexually assault her while she's out walking her dog, some homeless weirdo. And then my friend told me last week her co-worker was snatched into a tent in LA and sexually assaulted mm -hmm. walking down the street. And, you know, they have tents lined up on the streets everywhere. I don't know if they do that in Arizona, too. But it's something's got to give because it's getting ridiculous. It's out of hand. Yeah. Uh, they want, I have to tell people, like, I can't exercise like everybody else and just take walks around the neighborhood. I'll get lost. But what I do is I walk up in, in a circle in the driveway and the panhandlers steaming then start coming up toward me nope <laughs> stay over there you know mm -hmm. hey how are you doing today like we've been knowing each other forever is it like that out there too with the homeless situation <laughs> yeah 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 
Yeah, they got some bougie homeless people out here too. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> How was that? Grapefruit pot and everything. <laughs> What'd you uh-huh. say? They be asking for grapefruit pot. What'd you say, Becca? Oh, I, I didn't hear what he said. He said they were asking for grapefruit pot. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I don't eat fringes. I want grapefruit palm. Right. <laughs> got some bougie homies. How dare you put fringes on my sandwich? <laughs> Gotta tell me he don't accept change. <laughs> oh, I've had one say that too. I posted a video of a homeless guy throwing change back into a car. This guy pulled up to him, said, Here, bro, have a blessed day. And he gave him like all the change out of his car. It looked like it had to be about $10 worth of quarters. I mean, if you save change, you can kind of guess about how much it is in your yeah. car. Because everybody throws their change in the but center. The there, yeah, in the cup holder. Right, yeah. in something in the center. So yeah. the homeless guy says, I don't want your effing change. And he threw all the quarters back into the car, binking the guys in the face. Oh, OMG. Wow. That dude got out the car on his ass. It ran up on him. And it was like, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> But the homeless dude was like, I don't need your change. Because he handed him a, a $5 bill first. Then he gave him the change. So that homeless dude came up at least 15 bucks off this guy. But because he didn't want change in his hands, he threw right. it. Oh, my gosh. That's homeless dude with a square on his phone. Like, uh, you ain't that homeless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How you got a cell phone and a square? You can take... <laughs> You out here panhandling for credit cards? You mean a cigarette? No, a, the square thing that you put on the phone. Take credit. Oh, he had the credit card square. Yeah, the cash app square. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> he like I take debit, credit, cash app. I've had a homeless guy tell me he took cash app. Really? Have you had one do that to you, Becker? No, but homeless people don't usually. I've actually had a few homeless people approach me, but I don't know. It's been a long time since I was approached by a homeless person. Um, I think it's mostly because I haven't really been out there much since the quarantine, right? Like, so, so before the quarantine hit, I was out all the time. But once the quarantine hit, I became uh, an author. I because I, I since I stuck at home, I started writing, and since the quarantine has lifted, I'm still at home writing. You guys, I'm oh, not. That's dope become a target of homeless people very often so yeah uh, my cane draws attention in certain neighborhoods mm-hmm. but uh i get really loud and tell them people i don't know you get away from me you know i get real loud <laughs> you want to do is make a scene yeah hell yeah because they they why is you walking up on me and we don't know each other mm-hmm. what do i have that you want <laughs> there was one time when there was one time when I was being followed by somebody and I don't know if they were homeless or what, but I literally like I stopped and I turned around, and I yelled really loud. And I said, stay away from me. I know you're behind me. I don't know who you are. But, but like, like I don't know if they were homeless or what, but I've had to do that before because it is creepy out there. Yeah. yeah. We have people follow us sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I've had people follow me, you know, from the grocery store or something, and uh, I have to stop and let them know I can hear you. Oh yeah! Oh, wow. If they if they if they know you can hear them, then they'll stop. It's when they think they're sneaking up on you and you don't know it that they're in pursuit. That must be hard on you guys, being visually impaired and having people doing oh crazy stuff like that to you. Oh, Johnny, dude, I just. Can- Arts when I was in my early 20s, and sometimes I carry a taser with me or a or a <laughs> so he's holding up a knife. Don't come up on this girl in a dark alley or try to mug me because you're gonna regret it. That's right. I will stick somebody. <laughs> he has a knife. What do you have, Becca? Uh, I have a cane. I walk with a cane, but I have, like I said, mace, and I have a taser that I carry sometimes, and I have uh, mar- martial arts training. Oh, shit. That would be uh, fucked up. <laughs> I demonstrated my taser on a previous video. 
Yeah, I saw that. That's hilarious. That's so funny. You guys are crazy. But you guys need those sticks with the ones you could, the, like the Japanese sticks with the knife on the inside. My dad had one. He was in a wheelchair. And if you ran up on him, you might get stuck with a Ginsu knife. Had one of those. He pulled the knife out of the cane. Yeah, and it's a stick. My ex-husband kept it when we got divorced, bastard. But you better believe if I ever start traveling again like I used to, and I plan on doing that at some point, I am going to rig up some kind of contraption with my cane so I can use my cane as more of a weapon. Right now, I could use it as a cane to like protect myself, but I couldn't really well, like the NFB cane because it's more like a uh, uh, like a fishing rod type of material, you can, you can yeah. If you if you can poke them in the eye with it, you could do some real damage. You could even if you poke them in the face real hard or in the stomach, you could probably hurt them pretty good with your. I'm poking you in your foot. that'd be good. I'm poking you in your foot. You gonna have a limp the rest of your life and remember me forever, right? <laughs> like I remember that fat bitch poked me. I'm looking for Achilles tip. <laughs> we gonna fix the way you walk. Yeah. You say you run up on me, but you yeah, you can run up on me one time, but not twice. Mm -hmm. You ain't run up on nobody else after that one time, right? Because I keep mace on the side of my door in my car, mm -hmm. just in case somebody tries to run up on my window one day, and I keep screwdrivers right there so I can just poke the hell out. Right. Because uh, well, in LA you can't open carry. You guys are in Arizona. Y'all could carry guns. I can. I can. I've had a pair of sharp pair of scissors in the top drawer of my nightstand since the quarantine started. Right, that I keep in my nightstand drawer in case someone comes up on me while I'm sleeping at night, so I can stab them with the scissors. Dude. Right. If somebody want to Richard Ramirez your ass, they're gonna get all rude awakening. <laughs> well, stick them. Ha ha ha! Stick them. That's right. Yeah, right. you got a Richard Ramirez them up, scissor they ass up like Edward Scissorhands. Right? I'm gonna find my vape. I don't know where it fell or where it went. But did it just fall or did you misplace it somewhere? I, it fell. I took my whole laptop with me so I could stay on with you guys to go find my weed and I'm making my coffee. Great, <laughs> Donnie. I can hear you, but I'm finna get on this floor and feel around for my vape. He is serious, Becca. He's seriously looking for it. Yeah, I need that thing. It's like my buddy. <laughs> it's my best friend. <laughs> I need my buddy. Where's my buddy? you like, I wish I could find my vape. Ah. And make today a brighter day. <laughs> they just got bright. So what do you down it, Becca? Weekend. What do you? What do you two have planned this weekend? Ooh. Well, this weekend I got a private event to do. Okay. The LBGTQ community. Okay. For the alphabet. Yeah, you know. I mean, I support them. the alphabet people. Yeah, I mean, and I'm gonna tell you the honest guy truth. Since I've been vision impaired, I have to use an assistant when I try. Right? And I've had to fire two assistants for goofiness. My last assistant I fired because of skinny jeans. But what they had tight jeans on? No, they had me in tight jeans. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> They like this fool blind. He don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness. My head ain't through my whole set. They like he blind. He don't know, but your balls knew, huh? Yeah. They still mad at me about this shit. So, <laughs> so uh, I, my, but the, out of all the assistants I had, the best assistant that I had was the game. And dude was, he, he took care of the business. He drove. I, you know, didn't disrespect none of the vehicles that I owned. And he didn't try to make you wear his pants. No, he, he wore his own skinny jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Becca, you have an assistant too to help you. Um, so I, I have, 
my sister lives with me. She's disabled also. She really can't work. And so she cleans my house and she drives for me. Okay. Yes, you could call her an assistant. She's like, <laughs> is she your oh, in-home supportive care yeah. worker? For me too, which I hate mail. So she reads my mail for me. My sister, like, she's a godsend, but but like I support her too. So we're part of a team that team then like uh, she's then is my like employer or something. Honestly, <laughs> if you want to hear so my sister's gay. So if you want to, it's kind of like we're in a lesbian relationship where we're not having sex. <laughs> like, so, so she does the cooking and the cleaning, and I provide the housing and the the food and everything. Oh, so it worked out for both of you. Yes, because I don't drive. So do you understand? <laughs> and we're not lesbian lovers. We're sisters, but she's gay. So it's working out really good because she has no interest in going anywhere else because she's like a year younger than me and she's not in the best of health. She just, and she loves it here in Arizona. Like she has a great life here. Her health is a lot better than it was when she was And she's actually been able to work again now that she's, her health is better. And I think she's probably gonna be getting some schooling here at some point, we've been talking about it. So like her whole life is better here. So you could say I have an assistant, but it's my sister. And what she's doing is she's just contributing to my life because I've contributed so much to hers, you know? Yeah, that's I, dope. Freeze company for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Um, I stayed in the house with both her and her sister, but I have PTSD, and her <laughs> sister has this whistling thing that she does. And I, oh hell I, no! Stayed <laughs> with me before my sister moved in, and before he went to Tucson to the blind rehab center for vets, and and then he went to Tucson, and then he got hit by the pickup. So then he came back here to stay with me when he got out of Tucson and then my sister moved in. And so my sister was here to take care of him while he was recovering from getting hit by the pickup. Yeah. And uh, she was. Oh, wow. She DNA and so she, she, she's a real character. Like she's so doting. And, yeah. her and oh, her. that's awesome. You had the help. So that's good. Oh, I needed it because I, when I got out of the hospital, I was on a walker. Oh, my gosh. Oh yeah, that truck that truck messed up. Then it broke every bone in my body. I'm glad you're not in that cold climate going through that and nah, where you were at. I went home for to visit my kids for Christmas after the accident and almost had a, a conniption. I I didn't know what to do. Did you hurt so bad? Oh yeah, I mean, cause right there on Lake Michigan and Wisconsin, it's so cold. It's cold and wet too. And your bones from the accident. <laughs> Yeah, all I could do was cry that Christmas. Yeah, because you had, was it arthritis just in your bones everywhere? I got not just the arthritis, but I have a lot of nerve damage, and uh, whiplash lasted me like over three years. So, did did Donnie does Donnie know what happened to you, TP? Do you want to tell her real quick about getting hit by the pickup? I I knew about it. Yeah. Oh, he, no, told, no, he told he me about it. it. Right, you know that, right? Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know he, you know, I knew he had moved to Arizona and I heard about the accident afterwards, after you healed, you told me about it. Right. Because you came out to visit me after that, right? Um, No, that was before the accident. Oh, that was before the, oh, wow. It was, it was November 2018. What year was it? November 2018. Yeah, that's when you came to my house, TP, right after, right yeah. before that. Right after I left your house is when I got ran over by the truck. Wow, after I, the comedy convention. After about like two weeks after the comedy convention, I got ran over. Oh. And uh, I laid in that hospital bed and I thought about everything for months. And one of the things that I can honestly say that that would that turned out to be good <laughs> you know considering all things were bad at the time uh-huh my television in my hospital room stayed on comedy central never changed it hilarious and i just sat there uh i was in, i was so drugged up and all of that i couldn't you know i could recognize everything that's funny but i i wasn't laughing at nothing uh-huh and i was really lusting for the stage for myself if you want to know the truth so I was watching all of these comics do some really great shows and stuff. And all I wanted was I to be a part of it. 
Right. I just kept visioning myself, myself on stage, myself on stage. And um, now uh, people are telling me I'm st stronger than ever. Uh, I feel the same. I feel better because I'm finally back to working. But I'm hearing stuff like amazing. And uh, I went to North Carolina and they were calling me uh, uh, a living legend and stuff like that. The legendary. I'm like, wow. Oh, that's fire. Oh, that the younger comics looked at me like that, though. Well, you know, people don't realize comedy and tragedy come hand in hand. Amen. TP, so speaking of which, when you started laughing again after the accident, I bet it hurt your your sternum really bad, huh? It hurt my sternum really bad. Laughing, coughing, sneezing. Yep. It hurt my sternum. I couldn't even swallow cold water without it being painful. It was like brain freezing. My Damn. <laughs> Straight up. I'm I was glad you can laugh again without pain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hard when you go through something like you went through, TP. That's just like what I went through last year. You might not know this, Becca, but my house burned down in November. <gasps> I lost my dog. I lost my neighbor's dog. They were at my house playing and pulled the cord and caused the electrical fire. Oh. And my closet caught on fire. Was it at night? It was, I was gone. It happened around five in the evening. When I got home by seven, the whole house was in flames. Oh my gosh. Did you have neighbors nearby? Well, I lived, I mean, it was a back house. Oh. TP had visited the house before. The back house caught on fire because of my closet was an open closet. It wasn't a closed closet. It was like a, you know, like a open floor concept. So it was easy. And everything I had was made of wood or, you wow. know, something flammable. So, and then I'm an artist. So all of my painting supplies and that type of stuff was in there. What kind of art do you do? Is it like paint or? It's acrylic. Acrylic. Okay. Uh-huh. Paint. TP's seen my work before. Okay. It's a lot like. Huh? You lost all that art and them nice clothes you had. Lord have mercy. Well, I, I lost all of, I, I, all the paintings you saw. Most of those I sold, TP. Thank God. Okay. They were on my walls. Those are sold. The one that hurt me the most was the comedy club one. You saw that painting. Yeah, that's the one you was keeping, right? Yes, and that's the one that I could probably sell for probably 10000 or more if I wanted to. But I'm not selling that painting, but now it has smoke damage on it. It's like half black from the smoke. Can you redo it? Can you make another painting? Um, That's what I'm going to try to redo it in my best ability but i know it's gonna come out even probably better now because i mean i'll put more passion into it because of what happened to the first one mm -hmm. but my son told me to keep it because he wants to keep it but it might sell for more with the black smoke on it yeah i'm gonna take it downtown now this stuff is open again and see if i could i'm gonna take it to the art supply and ask them what i should do yeah, mm -hmm. some of that can be removed by a professional because they used to have uh, clean masters or something like that. And they came and uh, they would uh, repair water damage, fire damage, smoke damage, and they clean all that shit up. On artwork? Mm hmm Yeah, I'm going to def definitely try to find out how to repair it. Right. Because it yeah. took me two years to paint that. You saw it right when I finished it, TP. Right. Or it was just about finished. Yeah, it was still on the easel. Oh, wow. Mm hmm Man. Those were good times. That's when I went, uh, Tina called, and I went and did the convention. Uh, I don't know which, I can't remember which club, but uh, it was so nice. I got a standing ovation. I couldn't. That was at the J-Spot. Yeah, that was the J-Spot. Yeah, because you came home and told us about it, because me and Tina were at my house. No, you and Mocha. Oh, yeah. We didn't go. You right. and Tina went. Right. And that was like, 
like really i mean i always had fun on stage in la but that was the most fun <laughs> that was the most fun we just kicked it oh that's the night that i fired my assistant too because them jeans had no business being skinny <laughs> she had business being what he jeans. fired his assistant that night because the jeans had no business being skinny <sighs> you, i put them jeans on see this is the way it works you know, my assistant or my stylist, whoever's in charge of my, what I'm going to wear, they, they pack my stuff for me. So I put on this clothes and had to hurry up and go from your house over there. And I was wearing skinny jeans. Oh, and remember my friend came over with all the clothes and sold them to them? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Mocha got it in. I had a lady come and sell clothes to the comedians. Cause they wanted to go shopping and didn't have time to shop and were leaving the next day. So I brought the store to them. That was some cool shit right there. Hey, that's, that's LA for you. It reminded me of Chicago. They do that in Chicago too. It reminded me of Chicago. It made me feel right at home. I was like, right on. But I can't pick out clothes no more. So, um, yeah, I remember I gave you my Adidas jacket because you didn't have a coat. It was cold too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I still got it somewhere. Good. I can't say I've seen it, but I'm gonna buy another one. I need to buy me some new Adidas. Yeah, I, uh, I've been buying Puma lately for some reason. You like Adidas stuff, uh, Becca? Um, like shoes and stuff. Yeah. yeah, they're jackets. So can I? I'm not. It's not that I don't like Adidas stuff. It's just I've never been one to shop for name brands. Yeah. Oh, it's I'm more about, I guess it's a stage thing. When you go on stage, there's certain stuff you just know is cool to rock on stage. Yeah, like an Adidas jacket and some jeans <laughs> and tennis shoes, any kind of tennis shoe with an Adidas jacket, you're okay. That's what, see, I need a wardrobe consultant to help me when I start going on stage because I have no clue. Like, I dress pretty nice, but all I wear is dresses. I don't know about wearing stickers and pins and and hairbands and and all the extra accessories that sighted people wear, right? I don't wear accessories. I don't even wear a watch, a ring, a necklace, or a bracelet or anything. Yeah, and I stylists that make sure that I, I look right when I hit the stage. They'll pick out my outfit for me, and the jewelry I wear is is pick uh, sighted people and stuff like that yeah i usually dress myself i mean i put the clothes on but like i pick out my clothing you know <laughs> i'm picky though because can't nobody else can dress me for me uh -huh. but i'm i've got a pretty good sense of style thank god you know oh yeah and then being a bigger woman i definitely don't want anybody dressing me because they'll put you in some big moo-moo-looking shit just because you're fat. And it's you like, that's not helping. You hear me, Donnie? What? You're not a bigger woman. Them heifers just little. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. Because, see, we, I'm a, I got to put an end to this. I ain't never like no bony bra. <laughs> and it's got to stop. We need to feed these heifers. But I still... No, uh, it's a. They think because you're big, you can't be sexy or you don't know what to wear, and that's bullshit. We can show skin too. Lizzo goes a little too fucking far, but. <laughs> Donnie, can you, can you give me the names of some good stores for women to go shopping at? Um, online, there's a, sh a store called Shein. S H E I N. Uh huh. It's a Chinese store. So I always go up a size. Okay. But they have cute fat bitch shit. Trust me. Okay, cool. Look, I'm 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 gonna rebuke the fat bitch shit. Because <laughs> see, I, big see, big is beautiful. It I, is, but it's I, hard to find big women stuff that's cute. So there's a store here called Torrid. I I'm really tall, and I I was pretty heavy when I moved here. I was almost 300 pounds, 
And so I found the store called Torrid, and they have really great dresses. Yeah, I, I shop on Torrid online. I get their magazines sometimes. But their stuff, eh, I'm very particular about fabric, how it feels on my skin, mm -hmm. how it looks when I move on stage. Because everything I buy, I have to think, can I wear this on stage? Right. You know, I don't buy anything without thinking, can I wear it on stage at some point? Or can right. I do a show in this? Uh -huh. Because you never know, unless it's like regular leggings or some shit like that. Right. Other than that, because I perform in a lot of dresses too, believe it or not. And I have some of my best sets in dresses. It's just that to find a dress that doesn't make you look like you're wearing a damn tablecloth. <laughs> right. Or looking uncomfortable like so many big women do. Like Monique always looks uncomfortable on stage to me. Like it back in the day. Now she looks better now that she's comfortable with herself. But when she first started doing comedy, wearing all that hot leather and Hope Flood never looked comfortable, comfortable to me back in the day. She still don't know how to dress, but back in the day... <laughs> Did you say sets or sex? Set. S-E-T. Okay, because I thought I didn't tell if you said S-E-X or S-E-T-S. So <laughs> no, set. Okay. Yeah, but you know, they looked so uncomfortable and hot and sweaty. So I was like, I gotta find clothes that flow and look good on me. Cause I want to wear a Chinese dress too. Right. Uh, like Sade, you know. Frame for a second there. I mean, like you said, said she asked, she asked if you said sex. We were talking about Hope Flood not being able to dress, and somehow the remix was sex with Hope Flood. I almost threw up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. don't throw up in your mouth, please. I need, I need Jesus. <laughs> You gotta, if your right eye offended, you gotta pluck it out. I right. put it in your right eye mind. Something, something's going wrong. Something's it's a good thing you're blind already. <laughs> I ain't blind enough. <laughs> you can still imagine sex with her. Oh no. I don't want my brain to hurt like that. And she's on top. Oh, yeah. With her face and your face like this. Right, and I'm going to just cash in my chips. <laughs> so, guys, um, Jesus. so, Donnie, TP and I were talking earlier. In July, the NFB convention is coming up. Are you familiar with that? Um, No. It's the National Federation of the Blind. Oh, cool. And they're having their convention in, in Louisiana, I believe. Um. But TP and I were talking about it. I And I always like to talk about the NFB on my show and plug them. So I just wanted to take this opportunity to do that. Mm -hmm. um, because um, the, the convention, it, it's going to be a great convention this year, you guys. This is going to be our first convention since the one in 2019 before the quarantine in Vegas. And um, so I encourage everybody who can attend in person to attend in person because it's going to be awesome. If you can't attend in person, Please attend online. Um, right. Please attend, support. Yes, attend and support and be part, be involved and come and learn. Even if you're not going to donate any financial support, like, and even if you can't come in person, get, look at the online stuff, look at the seminars online and stuff so you can learn about our movement and learn about our concerns and learn about the resources and stuff that are out there for blind people. So, yeah. You know what was awesome? I saw a movie recently with Sandra Bullock, The Black Box, and the only people that were surviving were the blind people uh -huh. because they they couldn't see what was going on. It's an excellent movie. At the end, they ended up at the school for the blind. They were the only ones they could hear, and they knew what to do. Oh, the blind people, right. Mm -hmm. The movie's called The Black Box. I'll have to look at oh, that. called The Bird Box. Oh, The Bird Box. My bad. The Bird Box. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's uh, that's where... Uh, Lil uh, Rail was in it. Debut at. Tell huh? Lil Rail made his debut in that movie. 
Yeah, Lorel was good in that. Lorel? Uh-huh. From Chicago. He's a comedian. Oh, cool. He's the one in Get Out. He was in Get Out as the security guard, the TSA <laughs> agent. Right. Is his first name Lorel? He goes by L-I-L and then Rel, R-E-L. Oh, oh Rel. Okay. Yeah. Lil Rel Mowry. Lil Mel Rel Mowry. Okay. Uh, Lil Rel. <laughs> it's Lil a tug twister. She said Lil Rel Mowry. Lil Rel Mowry, right? Yes. 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 <laughs> you got yeah. it, girl. <laughs> like, what's your name? Lil Rel Mowry. That's why I wanted to. <laughs> I got the correct pronunciation and his full name off there so our viewers would get it because he, you know. Oh, you should see how people pronounce my name because of how it's spelled. I get Dagungin, Dogni. That's my favorite, Dogni or Dahajane. That's that's when it's like some collector or somebody trying to sell me something, trying to sound extra. Oh, hi, Dahajane. Like they got it right. Get off my phone. <laughs> I got a unique government name. You know, my mother's name is Stephanie, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E. And my first name is T-I-M-P-H-A-N-I-E. Timphony? Yep. No wonder you go by T.P. Lucas. Oh, my God. Like, my... never told me that, Timphony. Timphony Paul Lucas. I'm funny than a motherfucker, baby. Timphony. Your name sounds French, T.P.? Huh? Don't you think your name sounds French? No. Tiffany. Oh, Lucas. My name had to teach me how to fight at an early age because Barbie had a, a, a competitor jump on the market named Tiffany Taylor. And the slogan was Tiffany Taylor. And they started saying that to me in school and I had to put them up. <laughs> I would have beat your ass too, Tiffany. I would have just called you Temp. What's up, Temp? I would have just gone by Tim. Tim the pimp. I would just shortened it to Tim if I was UTP. It was Tim my whole life. Oh yeah, everybody called you Tim, huh? Mm -hmm. then, I figured that, but it'd be me. I'd be that one cousin that's like, here's Tim Bunny. Symphony <laughs> though, guys. It's kind of like symphony, and you know, symphonies are yeah, like a symphony, Timphony. Yeah, I like Tim Bunny. Let's break it down. That's a good one, Tim Funny. Funny Timphony. But I'll have that secret on you, Tim, forever. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, uh, you ever said it on stage? Uh, I, I don't. I, I don't remember being that high. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember being that high. Now that goes in my worst names category. Show. Hey, look. when people name you. Gladys, there's nothing sexy about that name. No. Gladys, you can never be sexy ever. Mm -mm. Unless your last name is Knight. Now, Gladys Knight, now that's a whole different situation. <laughs> she went by G Knight. She didn't tell him Gladys. Because <laughs> Gladys will shut any guy's hormones off. What's your name? Gladys. You can't even say it's sexy. Uh, um, I'd be like being named Mildred. I know Mildred. That's another name, Mildred. That yeah. just make you sound like somebody grandma, Mildred. or like somebody should scrub something on you. <laughs> Mildred, come in here and clean these dishes for us. Bertha. Now Bertha is always a big one. <laughs> I knew a cute Bertha, though, growing up, this Spanish girl that went to school with me. Her name was Bertha. She was a Selena fanatic. Like, in her room was nothing but pictures of Selena. And she lived in the Mexican projects. I'll never forget. And her name was Bertha. But she was real cute. But still, she couldn't make her name sound sexy. Bertha. <laughs> Bertha. I mean, yeah, ain't nothing you can say. Bertha. I mean, you can Bertha. say Bertha. But, but I mean, Hispanics say Bertha, so it sounds better. Bertha. Yeah. It, when you say it with an accent, Bertha. It, I like that pronunciation. You're absolutely right. Yeah, but when you say Bertha, that yeah. just turn off. Bertha. Who's coming over? Oh, my lady. Her name, Bertha. Right. <laughs> Everybody, it means to me, my new lady, Bertha. 
<laughs> you take her to the barbershop. Hey, man, your girl, Q, what's her name? Bertha. <laughs> Bertha. That's how they go say Bertha. Bertha. Uh, they better say Bertha. Bertha. So, guys, is there anything else you guys want to talk about today before we end the show? Um, no. We just uh kicking it. Uh, let me see. Uh, let me think. Uh, no. <laughs> and this was the fun uh hour. Have we been on an hour? Yeah. Wow, this is a fun hour. I had a ball with you guys today. Me too. Guys too. Good. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us today. Um. You can email us at info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com. I invite you to go onto our store and look at our merchandise, look at the books that I have for sale. Um, and I invite you to check out TP's uh, comedy and check out Donnie's stuff as well. And please stay tuned, guys. Please like, share, and hit the subscribe button. That's a wrap, y'all. Peace out. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Dutch's World. Please like, share, and subscribe.